It's Monday, August 15th, and this is Market Foolery. I'm Matt Greer, sitting in for Chris Hill once again today. Joining me in studio from Motley Fool Global Gains, Tim Hansen, and from Motley Fool Inside Value, Joe Mager. Guys, welcome. I was really hoping Chris would be back. You know, I was too. Chris is actually stuck in Boston. He spent the night in Logan Airport. On account of the rainstorms that were tearing through there? I don't have all the details. What I do have is a text message from him saying that he's looking forward to the next time we talk JetBlue earnings. (laughs) (laughs) I am am now officially looking forward to that as well. But today, we're going to talk about uh, Google's big deal, guys. Google buying Motorola Mobility for $12.5 billion. Joe, the deal gives Google its own handset maker. It also gives Google patent protections. But it means that Google will now be competing with some of its own partners. So yeah. what do you think? Well, I think it's a very complicated deal in that sense. There are so many moving parts to this story. I know a lot of people have been quick to criticize this deal because they will now literally be competing against HTC, Samsung, uh, these companies that produce a lot of phones for them on Android. And that is a risk that Google is taking with this deal. I'd say it's a calculated risk. I mean, Google is no fool. Um, I think Google can take this chance for a couple reasons. The first is that there aren't a lot of other games in town. So if you're an HTC or a Samsung, you've seen that Windows Mobile 7, for example, is not caught on with consumers or developers. So you're probably not going to run away from something that's been working very well for you, which is Android. Uh, And the second is that there's actually a, a benefit for the other manufacturers on this in that now the HTCs and Samsungs of the world may not have to be held hostage by Microsoft, which is what Microsoft has been doing lately with licensing fees. So they've been sticking Android manufacturers with these fees on the thesis that, hey, you guys are using some of our IP, so we want you to pay us for this. Now, that threatens Android, which is bad news for Google. Uh, But now, maybe they'll be able to turn around these manufacturers and say, actually, we're pretty set because Android has plenty of IP power in it. We're backed by Google on this, so we're not going to pay you these ridiculous ripoff fees. Tim? You know, it's funny. I don't think I've ever seen a $12 billion deal that that I've had I don't know, neither love nor hate feelings towards. It sort of, it sort of is what it is. Um, you know, the other angle that you guys haven't brought up yet is this patent angle where Google is obviously getting universe of, was it 17,000 yeah. uh, patents from Motorola Mobility that, that ostensibly will help it defend its competitive position uh, within the mobile phone space. So uh, it, it's a funny little deal, funny big deal, in the sense that it's part offense, part defense, part complicated um, and, you know, obviously Google has the money and this, this really doesn't affect their ability to go out and do business. It's not a, 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 a make or break deal for them. So, you know, I, I would say I'm hesitantly optimistic about this for Google. And, um, Tim, how does this shake out overseas when you look at a market like China? Uh, what are the potential implications there? Well, obviously, you know, smartphones are, are just getting started in, in the emerging world. And so, you know, to the extent that the, the competitive landscape shakes out, it's probably going to shake out here in America first and then and then get exported in terms of who the winners are and who the losers are. This is where the innovation is happening. You know, most of the phones in a place like China are uh, feature phones still instead of smartphones. But it'll be interesting to see if, um, if, you know, Google has said they're going to run Motorola as a standalone business unit, which means that it will have its own business strategy, its own phone manufacturing strategy and that sort of thing. It'll be interesting to see how they... Um, actually proceed and do that because obviously we all know Google's had some run-ins in China, but China's also a huge mobile phone market. 
it'll be interesting to see how that sort of unfolds also. Yeah, and part of the reason they're doing that too is just to make the other handset manufacturers feel a little more comfortable with it because these guys, rightly so, would be concerned that Google is going to be buddying up. I mean, they're going to own Motorola, so naturally they're going to want a fine product running through it, but they're going to be worried about being the second fiddle here. And and that's a pretty reasonable concern, but Google's have, going to have to walk this tightrope of like producing great phones with Android on the Motorola side, but still giving enough meat to the other guys to where they're not feeling like they're getting the short end of the stick and they're incentivized to keep producing with Android. Well, particularly if, you know, at some point... You know, Google's already been investigated or looked into for sort of its own monopolistic anti-government type, anti, um, uh, not anti-government, although maybe they are anti-government. <laughs> Depends uh, on the country. Anti-competitive uh, practices, and to the extent that they would rip Android away from the likes of HTC or, or Samsung um, and, and limit maybe what carriers could then have Android phones, they'd probably get a look from some regulators around the world too. Yeah, big time. I think that's how they ultimately clear this is by hammering home, with, clear with the FTC that they want to keep it open. And um, let's talk about some of the specific winners and losers. Joe, let's start with winners. Well, if you're a Motorola shareholder congratulations <laughs> well uh, played <laughs> yeah i mean this is a, a lucky payday to be carl icon made a lot of money on this deal didn't he yeah 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 i mean to be honest this is a business i've been thinking of shorting so it was a pretty lucky day for them i'm glad you didn't i'm very glad i didn't um but it worked out well i mean it's one of those situations where for the right buyer there was a lot of value in this business, and there weren't a lot of right buyers. Here was basically Google, and to be honest, I didn't see this deal come in, so I can't say that you know, I had a, a great read on that. But yeah, if you're one of those investors, you just got very lucky. And how about Microsoft? Where does this leave Microsoft? I think in the short term, it's interesting. Um, right now, they're going to be able to go to these guys who manufacture Android phones and say, look, you know, Google is wanting to buddy, buddy up with Motorola. They just bought the thing. They're going to want to do their own version of the iPhone, effectively, is how they're going to push it. And they're going to say, let us help you instead. Why don't you use Windows Mobile 7 and diversify away from Android because you're just stuck on it like a drug. Now you can have a little more leverage against Google. You can use our system. And that would seem like a door for them to get the system out there. But in the long run, I'm not really sure that strategy is going to work because Android's been such a big winner for all these handset manufacturers. And to be honest, people have just proven over and over that they're not really interested in Windows 7. And a few more. How about Nokia? Nokia shareholders are winning today also. That Shares stock's up big. sharply. Winning. Um, you know, on the idea that they could get bought out by someone like Microsoft who decides to pursue the same strategy of totally integrating their operating system with the hardware. Um you know, as Joe said, he was thinking about shorting Motorola mobility. I mean, ultimately, these handsets are, are commodities, and it's been a race to the bottom in terms of price. You know, Nokia has obviously been a horrible investment over the past few years, and, and rightfully so. They're, you know, making arguably not very good phones, and uh, and they're not selling a, a lot, as many of them as they used to be. You know, this is uh, the, the, the harder angle is fascinating because it seems like the low-margin part of the business you don't want to be involved in. It seemed like Google's just licensing the OS was you know, a great high-margin um, cash flow business. Getting into the hardware is, changes the competitive dynamic, and it does remain to be seen uh, whether that's for good or for worse. But yeah, Nokia is certainly benefiting, if we, or Nokia shareholders benefiting if we get into some sort of OS arms race where you want to make sure you can integrate, make sure you have a platform always for your OS. But at the end of the day, is this more about the patents than it is about the hardware? 
I think there's a big angle to that. Uh, Google's obviously been rattling the patent saber. There was a very um, aggressive uh, uh, blog post by their chief legal officer on their Google blog not too long ago. Yeah, you know, kudos to Google, by the way, for having a, a somewhat edgy blog. Most corporate blogs are yes. pretty lame. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a huge deal. You know, patents patents are becoming very valuable as this industry goes from being innovative to becoming sort of a grown-up adult real business. Joe? Yeah, I was just going to say, I mean, they had to get some patents because right now all of the people who are producing Android phones are basically being held blackmail by Microsoft. And that was only going to get worse after that Nortel acquisition of patents where everyone but Google was pretty much in on it. So this is a way that they could do it and get some other creative strategic options out of it going through the hardware side. And it's awful expensive. But Android's fate, if they didn't get some ammo for their patent portfolio, like Android could have been in serious trouble. Yeah, if you ever, if you were to ask those guys what kept them up at night, that was probably an issue that kept them up at night. Yeah. And, and you know, like Joe said, $12 billion is a lot of money, but uh, I'm sure that Larry Page is going to sleep more soundly tonight than he did last night. Yeah. Okay, a few more. a giant pile of gold. <laughs> <laughs> a few more companies I want to get your thoughts on. What are the implications for research in motion for RIM? They're in a tough spot. So right now, we're, we were talking earlier, Mac, and you used the musical chairs analogy, and I think that's great. Nice Blackberry, by the way, Mac. Oh, thanks. <laughs> old school. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, at this point, I think Microsoft is probably, they're going to go with that strategy of trying to talk Android partners into buddying up with them, and it's probably not going to work again. And I think they're going to probably follow everyone else's lead and buy a manufacturer. And Nokia is probably the natural fit, both because the CEO is a former Microsoft guy and they've got the strategic partnership already lined up. So that basically leaves RIM as the one major player here who's getting completely elbowed around. They're still running their own operating system, which people aren't eager to own or develop around. And then you would have Microsoft, Apple, and Google, each with their own hardware and uh OS integrated together, and that just leaves RIM in a terrible spot. So if you see Nokia get taken out, I think RIM is, you know, doomed is a tough word, but I wouldn't say going to zero, but I think doomed is pretty fair. Wow. Okay. And and one company you just mentioned, Joe, that we haven't talked about yet, Apple. If you're Apple, how are you feeling today? Is it is it game on? Yeah, I think it's got to be. I, you know, Apple is one of those companies at this point where I don't even think they bother looking around looking around them I mean, i'm sure they spend some time studying their competitors they have to but in terms of you know w- how they're c- making their decisions what frameworks they're using to make business decisions i'm sure they think all about apple and, and they're not going to do anything rash just because google went out and spent 12 billion dollars on motorola yeah i mean i i completely agree they're not going to spaz out i think the two big threats to them on this are that although that's a funny image <laughs> it is. um you know google by working more tightly with Motorola might be able to produce a better, more user-friendly phone that could compete more directly head-on with the iPhone. And especially since Motorola's got a long history with Verizon, which is you know the leading carrier, they've got the best 4G network right now. Maybe they could whip something together that could put a serious dent in iPhone sales. And then I, I think the iPad angle here is underestimated too. Like no one has been able to produce a tablet running Android that's competitive on quality or cost with the iPad. And I didn't think that was going to happen for a long time, but suddenly you're looking at a dynamic where maybe that happens sooner than expected. And Tim, is it a good day to be a patent lawyer? I think it's always a good day to be a patent <laughs> lawyer these days. Um, you know, patents are, 
Patents of a new gold. Patents, patents for a new weapon, too. So, I, I, you know, it's it's funny. I was talking to – we had lunch with a patent attorney last week, and uh, he told a funny story that most companies are now filing patents and they're, you know, because filing them gives you some protection going forward in the tech space. But by the time they actually get around to being approved – uh, the patent is already worthless, <laughs> or it's already been, you know, developed over. Um, so the the patent landscape is moving very quickly. It'll be interesting to see how this all plays out in court, um, in terms of these companies trying to use patents to to sue and disrupt uh, one another's businesses. It'd be better to see them sell it on the field, but you know, they've got more than that at their at their disposal, and they all seem inclined to use it. Well, as always, people on the show may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against, so please don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. Tim Hansen from Motley Fool Global Gains, Joe Mager from Motley Fool Inside Value. Guys, thanks for being here. Thanks. Thanks, Mac. Chris will be back on Tuesday. And Maybe. I, I think, and I think, <laughs> I think he'll be previewing JetBlue's earnings. Are we going to dock him another vacation day for this? I don't know how that works. That's above my pay grade. That's it for this edition of Market Foolery. I'm Matt Greer, and we will see you next time.